This is Freelance Wrestling. Thank you for listening to this episode of Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast. On today's episode, we have an interview and we have a review of Freelance Wrestling, the ghost of right now. We're going to take you through the whole card. Some matches we're going to talk about a lot. Some matches we're going to talk about a little. I'm just going to give you our thoughts. We're going but to have guaranteed some... that we will talk to a champion. Yes. The Buffet Bracket Champion. The Buffet Bracket Champion. Potentially his most prestigious belt that he's ever held. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know he's defending that Southside world title all over all over the place, but maybe he's going to have to start defending the Buffet Bracket Championship on a yearly basis if he wins next year. It all depends <laughs> on, on, on where the, the bracket goes, right? I mean... Right, right, right. So. Um, yeah, so yeah, the first year freelance wrestling won the Buffet Bracket. The second year it was Ethan Page, uh, a, someone who wrestles at freelance a lot. And I guess that shows that at least digitally, or at least amongst our followers, um, but not only our followers voted. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, at least digitally that the freelance faithful... Um, are active on social media. They're active on social media. <laughs> yeah. They, 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 uh, they're putting their, their name out there and making a, making a stamp on that. So let's... Do you want to shoot... Let's, should we yeah, shoot over to that interview? Go, yeah, let's go to the interview with Ethan Page. Okay. All right, Chris, we're on the line now with All Ego, Ethan Page. Ethan Page, how's it going? Pretty good, yourselves? We're doing great, Chris. How are you? Thanks. Uh, we're, it's a beautiful day in Chicago. I'm assuming there's beautiful weather where you are at. Oh, gorgeous. I'm in a tank top right now and some shorts. Yeah, and I saw you were taking a, 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 park, uh, a park stroll with your, uh, your new family member. How, how, how did that go, and how, uh, how are you adjusting to fatherhood? Uh, the walk was great. The weather's great. Um, and I've adjusted pretty well. I don't know. I, I still leave every weekend, so my life really hasn't changed that much. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure during the week though, you know, you got a, another mouth to feed. So, um, that's, that's definitely different. At least the, probably the weekends are the same. So let's talk about last weekend. Um, you were in Chicago, both nights, freelance underground, freelance wrestling. I wanted to just see how, check in and see how that weekend uh, went for you and how did you enjoy working for those companies? I know you post, you show a lot of love for freelance and I wanted to just kind of dive into that and uh, you know, get your experience and your take on working for freelance underground freelance wrestling last week. Yeah. It's uh, Chicago is like second home to me. I've been wrestling there for years. Um, so to get, to get to go there every single month is great, but to go there for two days is even better because then I have an entire day to just hang out there because freelance starts at like nine o'clock. So um, myself and Space Monkey took ourselves <laughs> to a place called uh, Cheesies, I think, a grilled cheese joint, and we uh, got some lunch. Then we went to go see Rampage uh, at a sweet movie theater that only seated like 20 people in these giant <laughs> recliner 
leather seats with like fold over tables for your snacks so that was cool and then um then we did the show but uh both shows were great uh different and uh yeah i like i have nothing but good things to say is there anything specific about freelance in general is it just kind of the i feel like you get a lot of freedom there on the mic which is good and that's obviously something that you excel at is there anything specifically about freelance wrestling or is it the crowd that just keeps you coming back yeah it's definitely the crowd um and just chicago in general chicago's always been good so yeah i'll always make sure i'm in chicago as much as possible great and i know you were to doing a lot of uh a lot of uh walking and talking uh, i wanted to know if you ever got that pizza that you that cheese only pizza that you were salivating for so i didn't but i i didn't get it at the venue the commentator called but got hung up on because he heard the rowdy crowd in the back and thought it was <laughs> Uh, so I ended up having to call myself and I got uh, a deep dish pizza, half cheese, half pepperoni and, uh, myself, space monkey and the commentator all enjoyed it afterwards. Oh, that's nice. Wait, that's good. You brought it, brought it all back together at the end. Um, speaking, and speaking of food, we wanted to know at least your, your first impression of when we started tagging you in posts what your first impression of the buffet bracket was. Were you confused? Were you, did you just think that we were a bunch of, you know, you know, what's a word, uh, marks or losers trying to get your attention or like, what was your first thoughts when we started tagging you in the buffet bracket and like trying to explain the premise of it? I was like, Oh my God, am I going to get notifications for this thing every single time? So (laughs) at, at first, at first I was literally like, vote for the other guy so i get eliminated so i stopped getting <laughs> notification and then i won and i was like okay that did not work so i'm not going to advertise it at all so i could get eliminated and then i went into the next so i eliminated the first guy then the second and then i went into i think up against a female wrestler and i was like oh i'm gonna lose for sure this is great and then i won and then i was in the finals and i was like oh okay this is cool i guess <laughs> <laughs> well it paid off in the end right taco bell is what we gave to you um and i know you're sharing it yeah you're sharing it with your friends so um you know we, we did we wanted it to not just be a thing that was only digital and you know you only gained likes or retweets from because that you know, it doesn't hold a ton of value. So we wanted to repay you in another way and show you that uh, at least people here in Chicago, which is kind of where our reach is, our very modest reach, uh, you know, care about all Ego Ethan Page. Well, I was happy I won. Happy I got to eat some tacos. And uh, I haven't spent that gift card yet. So uh, when when I do, I'll let you know what I get. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, Ethan, where does the love for Taco Bell come from? Uh, well, when it touches your lips, you know. <laughs> <laughs> See, Chris is, I've been trying to get Chris on the train because Chris is from Mexico and he, he obviously he, he eats a, a lot of great authentic Mexican food and makes a lot of great Mexican food. So I'm trying to convert him. Um, could you tell him some, maybe some things on that you, that you order your go-tos that he can, because he gets a little lost in the menu and I can understand yeah, that. Yeah, that menu is intimidating. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, you give him some recommendations? There's not really much that you can go wrong with, to be honest, like. Cheesy Gordita Crunch is always a good one. Crunchwrap Supreme is always a good one. Uh, if you're not looking to spend a lot, the five-layer beef burrito is like a, a favorite of mine. Um, and I had a quesarito last weekend on the way to Chicago, and I'll give that a okay. thumbs up. It's a little spicy, but I liked it. It's uh, it's all very good. And then 
the Dorito Loco Taco is always good. I would nice. say that. Right. I would I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, you better be taking notes, Chris, because we're going after this. <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, so it's transitioning here. It's The Rock's birthday. Um, and I know, obviously, you're you're a huge fan of The Rock. I wanted to know if you've ever met The Rock. No, almost. So <laughs> I did I did extra work for WWE. And uh, this is when The Rock and John Cena were building up to their second match at WrestleMania, I think. Okay. Second or first, either way. So The Rock had his own dressing room. And it was directly beside the extra talent tent. So... I go to catering, I fill up a plate, I bring it back to extra talent, I drop it down on my chair, I turn around, and I see The Rock, like, we lock eyes, and he's in his, <laughs> he's in his like, locker room, and I start walking over to, you know, be like, hello, and he shuts the door. Oh. oh. But it was like that split second of, like, he was already closing the door. In my head, I'm like, did he shut it because of me or because he was just going into his locker room? Oh no. And if I was like not a fat ass and two seconds earlier, I could have bumped into him. Like, Oh, what could have been, what could have been? Well, we can still keep the dream alive. Cause I wanted to know if you did were to meet him. That's a very sad story by the way. So, you know, there's still time. <laughs> there's still time. Uh, but if you were to meet him, what do you think like you would do? What would you say if you had five seconds of his time? What what would be that phrase or sentence you would say to him? Do you know? Oh, yeah, I would just thank him for, you know, entertaining me and being a good motivator for treating my fans properly. And that uh, I look up to him and the way that he handles himself in social media and with his job and stuff. So, yeah. Recently, uh, Austin Stone Cold was at uh, WrestleCon, and obviously I wasn't there, but that was one of, like, to me, Austin was the one growing up that I was like, oh, I would love to meet. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I have no idea what I would tell him. Right. Like, you know, and so. I think yeah, anything. the spare the moment type of things, you know? Right. I think anything would be better than, like, a freezing moment where you're just freezing your boots. So as long as, like, I, I've, I know I've met. Uh, Olin Krutz recently, who was a Chicago Bears center, a longtime Chicago Bears center. Um, and I just said, yeah, I went up to him and I just said, thank you, basically. So I think like so saying thank you for all the moments that they've given to you is just a safe bet in that instance. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay so you, Ethan, you as a wrestler, like I'm sure there's people that enjoy your work just like us. And like, is there, I guess, what would you recommend for us fans when approaching, you know, somebody like that or, or somebody, yeah, like a wrestler that we appreciate the work. It's for us as fans, it's a little awkward sometimes. So we don't know what's the right thing to say. Mm-hmm. What would be the best approach that you would think without being too weirdy and <laughs> look like a mark or whatever? Do you like, I, I prefer that you would look like a mark then to like come up and try and convince me that you're like the smartest fan. I would just rather you just be ah, honest and just nice. be like, dude, I like your wrestling. Thanks. I would be like, sweet. I like that you like wrestling. And then we could just talk about whatever. Whereas like, I'll have some guys come over and they'll try and get into like the nitty gritty of what professional wrestling is and like what mm-hmm. we do backstage and stuff. And it's like, I'm not there to talk about that kind of stuff. I'm there to work. And like, if you like what I'm doing, then a compliment goes a very long way. And I don't mind talking about like other stuff too. Like, um, like while I was having my baby, it was very nice. How many people came and congratulated me. And like, that's just a real natural conversation. It's like, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Just be a real person. Right. Yeah. No, I I understand what Chris is saying. Cause sometimes it's like, 
we, you know, obviously you're such a, you and other wrestlers are such polarizing figures that we have to kind of step away from that and realize when you're not in the ring that you're just normal people who have a job just like us. It's just a different type of job where maybe you have potentially more eyes on you, but yeah, treating people like normal people, I think is very, very good advice. I'm very like easy going too. So like, it's not a, I understand the intimidation factor of going to say hello because I was a wrestling fan, still am a wrestling fan, but I went to some independent shows and uh, there's actually uh, Claudio Castagnoli Cesaro. I saw him Mm -hmm. wrestle in Toronto and I thought he was like the greatest wrestler ever. So I was like, I got to get this guy's t-shirt and a DVD and get him to sign it. And he was like super cool about it. So I was like, well, it's not hard to be just nice in return. So if anyone's ever coming up to me nervous or whatever, I'll try and lead the conversation. So it's, you know, less awkward and intimidating for them. That's great. You, for you listening, obviously approach Ethan page with a nice compliment, perhaps some taco bell. And, uh, you know, you'll have, you'll have a great conversation. Um, I wanted to, I've been listening to the bitter boys club. Um, so shout out to that. And obviously we'll have links and everything in descriptions and articles when we, when we post this online. Um, so, but and I and on your, I believe it was your last episode. You kind of talked about, and I don't know if motivation or love is even the right words here, but you've kind of had this new kind of, I guess you could say, spark that you've been talking about. And I kind of wanted to dive into the reasons why of that. Do you know what I'm referring to? Oh, yeah, yeah. just with wrestling in general. Yes, with wrestling mm-hmm. in general. Maybe it's just, yeah, it, maybe it's just a more positive. I don't know if you're if if it's just a more positive mindset, or uh, I wanted to know if you've had time to kind of ponder on that. And what are the reasons behind that? Yeah, it was just like I was in a contract with Evolve and like I wasn't really happy with the way they were presenting me and uh, on the tail end of things, at least. And then I I feel like they didn't give me opportunities that I thought I've earned by being the hardest working guy there. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that kind of spiraled into just a really bad back injury and from that it was just like not laziness because it's like i'm still traveling like all over the world it's just i wasn't putting that much thought into what happened inside the ring i was putting more thought into the business part of it yeah and i just put the wrestling part to the side so uh while i was in japan it was so easy to just focus solely on wrestling because that's all i had like there was literally nothing else it was just what i had in the ring like i had no friends okay. i had no like english speaking anybody so when it came to like the professional wrestling part that was the only language that me and everyone around me understood so that is where i got like my creativity out and to like like while i was going through like that crapola uh mm-hmm phase with evolve and leaving evolve and uh i have like alpha one wrestling out of my hometown and that's where i get like my creativity out is writing storylines for that and booking that so like i don't need i didn't <clears throat> not necessarily i don't need the wrestling to get that creativity out but when i was in japan i had nothing so <clears throat> it was literally like sleeping in a shack with no insulation just freezing <laughs> every single night and just waiting for the next show because that was the only time that I would like be able to like express anything. So I was like, well, I'll just have some good matches. And they didn't know like my character. So they were like, yeah, you're going to be a good guy. So I was like, well, I have to impress these people that don't know who I am. Uh So 
started trying to get a little bit creative and push myself to do some cooler things. And now here I am. Nice. Nice. So it sounds like you kind of stopped focusing on a lot of potentially the BS and just got back down to basics and, and allow yourself to just be free in the ring. Is that yeah, accurate? Good, yeah, very accurate. Great. We just wanted to know also what type of wrestling uh, that you watch in your spare time when you're looking for inspiration or for new ideas. Like when you do have time, and I know you're a very busy man now, uh, and you want to, I don't know, maybe brainstorm or generate something new. Like what type of wrestling are you going to? Because there's so much out there, and that's what we talk about a lot on this podcast. Um, and wrestling is a buffet is our slogan that hence the buffet bracket. So we're kind of bringing it together, but what do you, what do you normally go to? Is it, any, is it everything? Is it anything in particular? Uh, I don't watch wrestling. Not in your spare time? No, nope. I like, cause it's, cause it's what I do. Like, yeah, like it was maybe, maybe a year or two ago, I reached a point where I was just like, I have no interest in this. Uh, I went out of my way to watch wrestlemania because my wife was very excited for ronda rousey so okay. uh, we made sure we saw that but as soon as her match was over we left and went home <laughs> so like, uh, like i follow everything so that i know what's going on so i'm mm-hmm. not like out of touch with you know my profession but as far as like watching i watch shows live um like while i'm there i'll watch the show Right. But when I'm home, I I want nothing to do with it. Right. No, I can understand that. You want you don't want to overeat at the buffet line, right? You don't you don't want to get yeah, you don't want to get too full. Yeah. And like there's so many like I see wrestling 24/7 because I scroll through my Twitter timeline and all I see is videos and gifs and it's just like a never-ending stream of everything. Yeah. No, I hear you. It's a Absolutely. lot. So, um, you know, as we come to the end of this uh, call, which we appreciate you joining us, mm-hmm. uh, just wanted to know if you would, would be willing to share some of uh, some goals that you have for yourself for the upcoming months, maybe for the whole year. Oh, geez. Um... <laughs> maybe even if it's in the next two weeks as well. We understand that, uh, you know, you're thinking about <laughs> thinking that far ahead can can lead to like future thoughts and future thoughts can lead to things like stress and whatever. So even if it's within the next couple of weeks, though, it'd be good to hear. It'd be good to hear what you want to accomplish and then obviously see you accomplish it. Well, I do want to go to back to Japan and I know that should be happening sometime at the end of the year. It's just ironing that out. Um, mm-hmm. uh, any other countries that I haven't been to would be great. Uh, any other countries that have a Disneyland or Disney World in it would even be better. Um <laughs> Other than that, honestly, just uh, continuing to be able to make this my job. And um, I'm hoping that things continue the way they're going and that I can end up back in impact uh, sometime soon, just uh, pending paperwork. Okay. Great. Well, uh, we'll let you get back to your, to your fatherly duties. Uh, but thank you so much for uh, joining us. Congrats on winning the buffet bracket and getting a bunch of Taco Bell and a bunch of love from the Chicago faithful. And I'm sure we'll see you back at the next freelance show. So we're probably seeing you in a month or so. Awesome. I'll see you there.
All right, now we're back. Uh, I'm going to let Chris take the lead here on the review of Freelance Wrestling, The Ghost of Right Now. Uh, one of the big draws of this card was obviously Simon Grimm, right? This is the first... Yeah, this is the, his uh, <clears throat> uh, freelance debut. Yeah, first freelance wrestling show that he was on. Um, and then also we had some other matches that were sticking out to me. You just heard us talking to Ethan Page. He was in the main event against Eric Cannon and Darren Corbin. And then also the Kylie Ray GPA feud, which I believe is just the hottest thing right now. It is the feud that is going on between them right now is the reason why I love wrestling. Like it is a long-term storytelling at its finest. It's twists and turns. It's entertaining. It cleared the fine baby face, cleared the fine heel. Absolutely. Um, I think uh, they can't do no wrong. But then again, once we get to that point, we'll talk about yeah, you know, some things that some opinions that I might have. Okay, okay, that's cool. Uh-huh. Uh, honestly, like I've been trying to watch the the greatest Royal Rumble, and I'm not getting the motivation to. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because, like, <laughs> bro, the hype uh, for me is <laughs> I just want to get to that 39th spot. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I know. I've sat down two different times, and I st- I watched. So I watched John Cena and Triple H just because I felt like it would be mm-hmm. an okay opener. It was. And then I was like, okay, I just want let's just skip to the Rumble. I just want to see the Rumble. And so then I started, like, my eyes started to close the first night I started watching it. Didn't start the Rumble. The second night I got to, like, entrant number 13 or something. So it's like, I might, it might take me, like, four more days, but I'm slowly getting to the 39th yeah. spot. Yeah, when, whenever, um, so we have a, a tablet by the dishwasher. Okay. Or the sink, I'm sorry. So anytime I'm washing dishes or or we're cooking or we're in the kitchen, like I'll pop it on. Like that thing is forever going. Like I don't know how many days we've <laughs> pressed play, but I'm still not not even at the 39th slot. So uh, how how much wrestling do you watch while you're doing something else? Uh, usually that's probably the go-to. I'll have that in the background. Okay, like, yeah, most of the time. Yeah, right. All right. I feel like that's and that's an, a pretty efficient way to watch it. And well, it's, it's like, an efficient way to consume, but I don't know if you're really catching yeah. it all, right? Right, right, right. You you at least know what's happening in the wrestling world. Right, you're at least keeping um, up with mm-hmm. results and, and things of that nature, and you can see replays and, and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, so I credit to you for you know weaving wrestling into your daily life. It's hard, but, bro. Yeah, but the point I was trying to make was that I'm. I, it's like I, get, I don't have a feeling of excitement to watch a 50-man Royal Rumble in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, but, and rumbles are your thing and rumbles are my thing, but Mm -hmm. I'll be damned if I didn't show up to freelance underground to buy me a beat up GPA shirt. I was like, I was sweating over that. I was like, I was frightened about not going to that show. What was it? uh, What is it called? FOMO? Yeah. I had fear of messing out. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It was FOMO to the max about not going, not getting one of those shirts. And I got a shirt a little bit smaller size than I wanted to because people were putting in pre-orders, which I didn't know was a thing. Right. Like you had a, you know, pre-orders and then there were very limited options for the ones that actually were on sale. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I didn't get one. There's yeah. no way I'm fitting into a large. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get a shirt soon, but I'm just trying to tell you like my level of excitement for this feud. Yeah. yeah exceeds sure. the greatest Royal Rumble. In my Absolutely. Opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't disagree there. Wrestling is a buffet, and that's what I'm choosing to eat from right now. That sounded weird. Um, <laughs> so I had a friend come to the show, Freelance Wrestling Ghost of Right Now. It happened on a Saturday, which is freelance shows are usually on a Friday. Uh, my friend, The friend is Dan Lee. If you go back to – and so I'm, I'm looking at uh, total plays of all, all of our uh, tracks. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, 
Uh, if you're not counting like the Diva Dirt interviews that we did with like Brandy Rhodes and Chelsea Green and all them, yeah. Uh, surprisingly, I, I think the AEW review show that we did with Hector mm-hmm. that was like our leader for a while. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. Like that had the most plays out of all of our episodes. Um, on that show is when I read off a quote from Dan Lee because Dan is oh. a, is a friend from Berkeley, mm-hmm. uh, where I grew up, Berkeley, Illinois, not California, mm-hmm. and. Um, he, you know, so he's a, he's a big part of my childhood and, and I, I know a lot about him and his family and et cetera. So he went to that show with us that was at Bourbon street. Yeah. And it was the one that was really hot. It was, yeah, it was one of the really the hot shows. Was really yeah. hot. Mm-hmm. And like the car graphic was like green and abyss was on it. And okay. Like, you know, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and he enjoyed that. So I, and he sees me going to all these wrestling shows and like I'm posting on Snapchat or whatever. And he's like, I want to go to another one. So now he brought some friends. He brought to himself and two friends, and I was like, "You should come to Freelance this time instead of AEW because it's, it's completely a different." different. Show, yeah. I think it's a completely different show. Like yeah. the way that I feel about both, both are great, but like you get different experiences when you go to them. So he came to Freelance Wrestling. He had a very, very positive review. I didn't get a quote from him. Um, I should have texted him this mm-hmm. week, uh, but he had a very, very positive review of it, and he had a, a, just a fun time like the anyone who, who we bring the freelance wrestling shows at the end of it they 100 percent authentically say i had a really really fun good time so he did, cool. he uh, did as well and he's uh he's in our uh wrestling fantasy league yes uh it was also his first uh freelance wrestling show uh, i was you know I, I don't get quotes from my friends i just <laughs> but, <laughs> i'm trying to involve uh, people in the positive yeah cast, absolutely man. absolutely we're an evolving but, uh, group i mean i just know his reaction was like it's very different and it was really cool yeah like, he really enjoyed it he's like it's a different type of uh at least for his from his experience it was a different type of indie and and it gave him a different different feel more uh more underground feeling yeah, so it does. It. yeah, 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 yeah. It it feels like, I don't know. Yeah, it feels like the Logan Square Auditorium is like because it's, but you, it's so different. Be, well, the, the you said the Logan Square Auditorium, but it's so different when AEW runs there and when Freelance runs there. It's it, true. Like, it, it feels different. It looks different, and you know, it, it's just they're very unique, very good in their own ways. Right. It's and it's weird because it's still wrestling in the same place, but they exactly. have a good they have mm-hmm. a good job of separating themselves. Um, it, and and it, you wouldn't think that auto. I think I've said this before, but the auditorium. You wouldn't like you going up two flights of stairs. You just wouldn't think it's up there. It looks yeah. bigger, mm-hmm. you know, than from the outside. From the outside, it doesn't look like there's an auditorium. It's there. just like yeah, from the outside, it's just a little door you're gonna go in through. And yeah, it's a very tiny door. It is <laughs> yeah. a very very uh-huh. slim door. Um, before I'm gonna I'm gonna let you lead the first half of intermission. Yeah. Um, but before we get into that, let's just mention our sponsor, Warrior Wrestling, on May 11th. May 11th. We're gonna be at the Fan Fest. We're gonna. Chris made some cool graphics that we're gonna release um, on social media, just saying, "Hey, we're at the Fan Fest. We're gonna be doing some live podcasting. What we're gonna be doing is we're going to be um, having people, wrestlers, fans, or whoever, pick questions from three different bowls or air, or cups. Or it's gonna be a, a real life <laughs> buffet line uh, questions. The buffet line questionnaire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So there's gonna be salad bar questions, which we have to write. There's gonna be. Uh, there's course. lots of work that's gonna go into this, guys. <laughs> yeah, so. There's lots of work. Come there. Alan, Alan's gonna be there. He bought his fan fest ticket. Uh, you know, comes just hang out. Come support War Wrestling because it's an amazing card. You can go to warwrestling.net or click the link in the description of this podcast. 
and proceeds go to helping students pay for their tuition at Marion Catholic High School in Chicago Heights. Boom. All right. That's how you do a sponsor read without writing it down before. A read without reading? A read without reading. Awesome. All right, Chris, take it away. I've been talking way too much. All right. So, you know, we're accustomed to freelance kicking off their show with a... We'll scramble, whether that's a 20-man scramble, six-man scramble. You never know how many people you're going to get in that scramble. But this time, we didn't. We actually kicked it off with a tag team match. Yes, we did. Um, we had uh, Bucky. Is he, does he go by Bucky here at Freelance? What? Bucky Collins, Collins, I think. Yeah, also known as Buck Nasty. Buck Nasty. Okay, that, so that's the Buck Nasty is the name that he used when he was with the hooligans, right? Yes, Right, and Bucky Collins is his the name that he uses to wrestle sure. when he's by himself. Sure. I think that's how it works. I know who you're referring to. Um, and he tagged with Mikey McFinnigan. Yes, is that is that yeah? Okay. So cool. on the poster is Mikey McFinnigan, but he was just announced as Mikey. Mikey, so okay. We just call him Mikey. Um, That'll be easier. So, uh, you know, I'm doing my due diligence here, and I went to Powerbomb.tv, which if you use the promo code Freelance. You get 20 days for free. Holla. Um, so I checked it out, and uh, I listened to, to the comments. So one of the things that I do enjoy about going back into Powerbomb is that listening to the commentators, seeing what they're, what story they're telling on their end. What they're pointing out, mm-hmm. so things we may have missed. Exactly. Right. So I, that's why I wrote it down, because I know he was introduced as Mikey, but I didn't catch his last name. And in the commentary, they did say McFinnigan, so I wasn't sure. But it, that, that's correct. Okay. But that's how they refer to Mass in commentary. Um, it's great attention to detail there, Chris. <clears throat> Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, I did what I can. <laughs> so so we had Bucky and Mikey versus the Hooligans, the who, hooligans. again, going back to you know what I said uh, previously, I'm used to seeing the Hooligans with Bucky. Right. You know, I'm used to seeing Bucky by himself, yeah. but when I see the Hooligans, I always see him with Bucky. Yeah, well, we, they... They're, we they haven't been on a lot of AEW Chicago shows, right? But they, when we apparently, first started going, apparently this was the first. This is the there was the Hooligans debut at Freelance. Oh, it was. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't know that. They felt like they'd been there before. I guess that's a compliment. Yeah, I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we see we've seen them enough that we know who they are. Yeah. Um. And so what I wanted to point out in this match is there was really good tag team wrestling moves. Yes. Like combinations. The, yeah. The mm-hmm. repertoire that, that, that the hooligans have, it's always impressive because uh, they're two big guys, but they do a lot of like flips and, and, and bombs from the top rope and, yeah. and things like that. So, Flipping mm-hmm. handstand sentons and, and yeah. Like Senton is a huge, if you're, if you're a big guy, you're going to like, I feel like bigger guys. Cool. Cause the hooligans got some size on them. Yeah. At least, you know, uh, the, like, they're gonna throw sentons. I feel like that's just like a bigger go-to move as a senton. And and Bucky being a smaller guy, and and Mikey being a, a tall guy, he's, mm-hmm. he's way taller than Bucky. Like they also complementing this themselves very well doing tag team moves. Yeah. So uh, this was a really fun match to watch just for the sake of of good tag team wrestling. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I th- one of my uh, okay, I'm going to try to explain this one. By the mm-hmm. way, all the all the clip go to wrestling with unicorns on Twitter and Instagram and you're going to see Check all out their uh, their their uh, what what do they call them? Two angles? Uh, yes, they've been implementing <laughs> two angles. Uh, two, two angle an- clips. Two angle clips, not gifs. Yeah, clips, no clips. gifs. Let's let's be particular about that. <laughs> clips not gifs. So, basically what it is is Martine from wrestling unicorns protect the biz bro 
Okay. Uh, the unicorn number one. Uh, I don't know what you no, want me to call I, him. I thought you were going to give away how they do their two angles. You don't want me to give... Okay. Well, he's only... He, he's so only two places at once. He's a unicorn, bro. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> so just go check out those clips is what I'm trying to yeah. say. Um, and you'll see the move that I'm talking about, the move that I'm trying to describe, where it was Mikey kind of threw himself onto the back of one of the hooligans... Bucky gave the hooligan a stunner, and then right after the stunner, Mikey went into like that kind of like sunset flip yeah. move. Mm-hmm. If you know, it's like a snap sunset flip, and it, it looks like it's a setup for a pile driver, but then somehow turns into like a power bomb, right? Something like that. Sort of a power bomb into a pin. Yeah, yeah. It's a move that's been done a lot when Kevin Owens and John Cena were feuding. Mm-hmm. They like kept they always did that spot. Is it called sunset flip? I guess it's not called a sunset no. flip. It's like mm-hmm. a, it's like you're you're power bombing the guy, but first you got to climb over his back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. So what I'm trying to say is go to wrestling with unicorns and go check out that that clip. Uh, that was my favorite spot of the match, and uh, and then the tag team tag team finisher ended up ending it because uh, there was a, a tombstone like a double tombstone pile driver. One of the hoogans jumped off the top. Yeah, like rope. a double stomp. Into the the power bomb, tombstone power driver. driver. Yeah, and the hooligans ended up picking up their debut win. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good for the hooligans. Hopefully, we'll see them around more often. True. Uh, and then surprisingly, after this match, and I think at the show, I was like, really already? Like, uh, we hear Stevie's music. Yeah, Stevie. Fierce. Uh, Stevie Fierce, uh, and he had a, a mystery opponent because his opponent was injured, I believe. Um. Yes, Peter Avalon mm-hmm. was injured. Uh, so we didn't know he, who he was going to face, and Austin Theory comes out. It ended up being Austin Theory. We did know who he was going to face, though, unfortunately, because we went there early to, yeah. to deliver Ethan Page his Taco Bell, <laughs> and and we did we saw Austin Theory chilling, and I was like, damn it, like that. Yeah, that's that's the opponent. But um, yeah, a little little like Mark Mark inside of me just like cried a little bit because I was like, <laughs> wait, Austin Theory is not going to be here. Right? Yeah, I spoiled it for myself. Um, but yeah, Austin Theory comes out. Um, but I don't think people recognize his music right away, but then once he came through the curtain, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But the, the Stevie chants were on fire. The, uh, the freelance wrestling crowd gets the, they're the most creative with Stevie's name and Stevie chants. Right. The night yes. before we had, uh, Stevie Taker. Stevie chance. Taker. And, and for those listening, uh, we are going to do an episode on freelance underground B is for Bader Brawl five. We are going to do that. We're going to record that next week with uh, Alex Pack Serta, or Pack as you know him. Uh, he's just confirmed. Pack. I'm sorry? Sleeveless Pack. Sleeveless Pack, the leader of the pack. And uh, so that n- next week's episode, we have a special interview there as well. Uh, we won't say with who, uh, but we're going to do f- recap of Freelance Underground, be this or Brader Brawl fr- five, say that five times fast. Yeah, and okay. uh, with PAC next week. So for those, like, we'll, we'll mention it, but for those listening and want to hear about that show, you're just going to have to wait a little bit more. Yep. Uh, continue. Yeah, so Stevie uh, Chance, very um you, you were saying You were talking creative. about the creativity about the Stevie Chance. Mm-hmm. Is the Stevie, Stevie, F and Stevie. Uh, Stevie is the best. Stevie, number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I mentioned, the Stevie Taker. Is there another one? Um, I don't know, not off the top of my head. I'm but sure uh, but is. also Stevie was like soaking it in, like in the ring. He was like you know dancing to the beat of the chants and stuff yeah. like that. He was like robot robot dancing, right, right. And he's been on like a really good. It's almost like I honestly would love to see another Stevie Fierce freelance title reign because uh-huh. to me that's well, the way he took the title off of GPA hashtag beat up GPA was very 
it was very like I felt like his he had a lot a lot of momentum when he did that. Yeah. And then and this is and and then he wrestled like B Boy and Space Monkey. And I didn't see the Space Monkey match. I thought the B Boy match was just okay. But it was almost like he was like kind of wrestling people where he you, lost it against uh, Shug D, right? He lost against Shug D. Mm-hmm. But it, before that, he was like his his title reign basically. Mm-hmm. I think he had three defenses before he lost to the Shug D potentially. But it didn't. It there wasn't anyone who was like kind of threatening, potentially beating him. Yeah. Or who I would believe would beat him. Like B Boy coming in kind of felt like a novelty match, and they're like well, B Boy is not going to win. Sorry, what mm-hmm. were you gonna say? Yeah, no, I was gonna say like he he could be lined up for uh, a number one contendership, right? Because this was his third consecutive win. Yeah, yeah. So so I, he beat right. um, Theory, and it was his third consecutive win. So I don't know who there's a and I and I made some notes of some uh, undefeated guys that have had some streaks in 2018. Oh, cool. So uh, we'll we'll talk about those as they come up. But uh, but Stevie is one that has three wins in a row. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and they were all fucking good matches. Ex- yeah. Like the two he had with Anthony Henry, and that's that's what I'm trying to yeah. get. That's what I'm trying to get at is like Stevie versus Anthony Henry. It's like okay, they might put might put over Anthony Henry here. Anthony mm-hmm. Henry might get a victory. Okay, maybe not the first time, maybe the second time. And the Stevie just like keeps beating all these people in really good matches, and it's almost mm-hmm. like his climb back to the top was better than his title reign, and yeah. that sucks. And like uh, I would that like that happens at times. It right? happens, uh, but he's obviously he he doesn't suck, and his you know his, the people he's wrestling don't don't suck. But like the fact that I'm more excited watching these matches now because I don't know who's gonna win. Yeah. Instead of like a title reign that kind of felt filler, like filler to me. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like mm-hmm. you don't like you go into these matches knowing you're gonna watch good wrestling, but you don't really know the outcome. Like you you don't go in knowing like, oh for sure this is a so and so win. Yeah. Like it's it's still up there, but um, you know, Stevie's doing a great job, man. Like the the crowd, uh the the whole apparently it seems like the mirror thing is a thing now with uh the WTAR group. Yes. The ECW corner of uh freelance. That with the loud corner. The loud corner of freelance, <laughs> yeah. Right by the entranceway. Um, yeah, the mirror is becoming is becoming a thing. Yeah, uh, having those. Um, yeah, Steve, Stevie plays really well with it. He knows how to insert the mirror at the proper points in a match, and use that. Absolutely. Uh, he and he took picked up the victory with the Photoshop, yeah. which is basically Christian's unprettier. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was a very very good match. Once again, very good clips uh, about this match on Wrestling with Unicorns. Check them out. Clips, clips, clips. Um, all right, so following this match, we had finally the six-man scramble that turned into an eight-man scramble. Was it eight or was it nine? It was eight. It was eight? And I'm going to read the names off of right now. Okay, I'm going to match your list with my list because right. I took notes. So well. it was an eight-man scramble. It yes. was Gringo Loco. Correct. Chris Chambers. Correct. Um, Manus Warner. Mance Warner. Mance Warner. I have uh, my notes autocorrected to Manchester Warner. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Uh, Mark Wheeler. Mark Wheeler. Uh, Calvin Tankman. Calvin Tankman. Who is definitely a tank. Uh, yeah, Kenny Sutra. Okay. Alex Olsen. Okay. And everyone's favorite, Space Monkey. Okay, so it's one, two, three, four, five, six. You're right, it's eight. Yeah. Eight man scramble. I know I'm right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, right. bro. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, so uh, this match had. Everything and more, like it was just you know, Gringo Loco again. He's on a streak. He's killing it everywhere he goes. Um, 
I know he had a recent appearance at uh, Gali as well. Uh-huh. Where I don't know what his if he's a heel or a face over there, but I think he was a heel. Right? I, I'm sure he's playing a heel role over there, and uh, he's so good right now. Like anything he's doing, he's he's getting a great reaction and in ring. Although he did have a scary spot in this match, he had a very scary spot in this match. Right, he's um, he was jumping off of the top rope into the outside. It was like a springboard, right? Yeah, he was trying to go for a springboard, but he like. Tripped a little bit, tried to get himself together, and did it, and, and went for the jump. But uh, he his foot hit the railing, uh, and it seemed like it, yeah. I mean, it was scary when it happened when we were there. Um, watching it back is like, all right, it was not as bad as the the the, the sound that we heard. Okay, you know. Well, so, it's easy for us to say too. Then, yeah. Then again, <laughs> like I didn't take the hit, so. Yeah. Um, but he played it off real well, and the, the, you could you actually felt at the moment like the the crowd being concerned. Okay. Right? When, yeah. When he, no, When he true. did that spot. Right. Um, but I think this was followed by uh, by Kelvin, Kelvin Tankman. I called that. I yeah, called, you I was called like, it from when the I beginning. saw him, I was like, Kelvin Tankman is going to do a suicide dive. Yeah. Absolutely. And he for sure did oh, one right after that. He didn't do a suicide dive. He did a was, flipping uh, Tope Con Hilo. Yeah, they is call that? it Hilo. I don't know why Hilo. I think the original name is Tope Con Hilo. With an R-O. With an R-O? Yeah, because you don't mean like a flip. Oh, okay. Uh, but what I, was oh, it called before we started calling that a topic? Um, whatever. I, I don't know. I, I think it's 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 a topic on Hilo. Like I, maybe, so that means dive with a flip? Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, I keep seeing Hilo and when, when I Cause, heard cause it. remember when we were calling them suicide dives and then Mara and Ala just started changing the game up and now <laughs> no one refers to it as a suicide dive? That's true. <laughs> it's just uh, not. Because I think the suicide dive... Uh, no, yeah, that that's right. I think it was the suicide dive, right? Yeah. I, that's all yeah. I knew it to be. Now mm-hmm. it's a Tobe Suicida. Right. Which yeah. is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, as I mentioned, uh, Gringo takes takes the win on this one. Yes. Uh, again, he's another one that's uh, undefeated in uh, in scrambles. Yeah, and he's like on a four-match winning streak. He mm-hmm. won the night before at Freelance Underground. Right, like I, I yeah, about. I don't know the stuff that he's, you know, I didn't want to get into that. I just wanted to focus on freelance because this lines him up for correct what you would think maybe a, a a title shot because that's what happened with Space Monkey after winning so many scrambles. Yeah, he became a number one. Contender. He's got un, he's got unfinished business though, but he has unfinished business with Robert Anthony, which he actually picked up the mic uh, at the end of this match, bro. And this is better than his promo before. Right, like he, you Gringo know, he, he's getting comfortable with the mic. At least that freelance or at least they're in two languages. Yeah, they're allowing him to to grab the mic and and do his thing, uh-huh. and basically said, Robert Anthony, I want your bitch ass here. <laughs> on <laughs> that May was verbatim. Yeah, verbatim. Right. And, you know, and he put over the date. So May eighteenth at freelance. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what title they're gonna give this match. As in, like, what's the name of the match? Like if it's like a false con anywhere, or a grudge hard match. grudge match, something, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he guaranteed blood, sweat, and tears. So yeah, yeah, you know, the, it's, it's yeah, it's one that's going to be interesting. Um, I this when he said the date because I feel like no people usually don't say the date when they cut a promo. Mm-hmm. So it reminded me of of Paul Heyman Paul story Heyman, yeah. where, uh-huh. with the, that's Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where he the, Paul Heyman was cutting a promo and he was just getting started and he didn't sell the. He didn't sell the pay-per-view. Right. He thought he show. killed it. And then when he went to the back, Dusty was like... He said, where's the money? Yeah. Dusty said, where's the money? So Gringo Loco made sure yeah. to mention where the money is. The money and is... And I remember that next show is the 18th, so... Yeah. And I wrote it down right here. Yeah. It's already in the calendar. May Look 18th. at that. 
And it's going to be at the Loco Square Auditorium. At the Locals, yeah. The mm-hmm. Gringo Loco Square Auditorium. All right. So now what, what I thought was going to be one of the, the, the matches laid into the card happened right before intermission. And it was the tag team match. Um, and this match was I Candy Elliott and GPA mm-hmm. versus Kylie Ray and Shotzi. Dude, it's going, it's going along with the, the theory that I said, whereas the second most important match does main events the first half of the show. Yeah, it's, it's a good way to send people off to intermission. Yes. So, yeah, absolutely. Like it was, it was, it was placed in a in a well spot where I wasn't too tired, and I took it all in. And yeah. And then again, the feud. I, I think anywhere in the card, it would have been, you know, it, it would get, you know, a huge reaction. Whether that's you know a hashtag BWGPA reaction or, you know, let's go Kylie. So. Yeah, it's because it, people are so invested in this. I'm yeah. so invested in it. And when I say people, I'm thinking like. I mean, there's a lot of people in that ECW Facebook group, right? A lot of people yeah, go to these shows. I mean, and the people that are you know, people that just are casual freelance goers, because you have those. Like people know yeah. after experiencing it for you know once or twice, they'll just like, oh, I like this. I like coming, having a beer, enjoying wrestling, and they don't have to be. I don't. There's some people that that are not wrestling fans, like who that, go to freelance. Right, they go to freelance. Yeah, or they're like, more they'll, casual. They'll, yeah, they'll go to freelance just because they know of freelance and they've experienced it, but they don't watch wrestling. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, so that's that's a cool thing about freelance. Exactly. Yeah. So um, there was a lot of anticipation. There's a lot of anticipation for this match for me. Yeah. At least everybody wanted Kylie to get her hands on GPA. Dude, they did a really, really good job of not allowing that to happen. Mm-hmm. Like Kylie and GPA were never in the ring at the same time, and when they were. He would run around, um, and yeah, like it, it was the the build up, the anticipation, and the crowd just get you know you kept getting hotter and hotter about it. Yes, they mm-hmm. and they they paid it off so well. So I'm gonna I'm gonna explain the spot, and I'm gonna yep. explain it very good. If I don't, just reach across the table and slap me. <laughs> so, Kyle or Shotzi Blackheart was in I was in the corner of GPA and I Candy Elliot. Shotzi Blackheart and GPA are in the ring, but Shotzi Blackheart is on is in the enemy corner of mm-hmm. the ring. If that yep. makes sense, GPA then turns or is in the corner of Kylie's corner, and Kylie is standing on the apron because she's not in the match. Mm-hmm. GPA turns around and spits on her. Yeah, and just it, like everyone is just like just, that's basically the equivalent of just turning up the furnace to mm-hmm. hundred right there, and. Then he turns around and Shotzi Blackheart goes right through GPA's legs and tags Kylie in. And GPA does like a really slow turn, like, oh fuck, like I just completely fucked up. Mm-hmm. That was the climax of like that build of them not like being it's, in. The it's ring. happening. They're both in the ring at the same time. Yes. I thought that was really, really well done. Yeah. Just the psychology of all that. But they really don't get the, like during the match. They really don't get their hands on each other. Really. No, no. There's you never like, get that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little bit, but still. Um, it's not not, not enough where, you know, you, you get that, you know, payoff that you want to see because you just want Kylie to, you know, beat the crap out of him. Yes. Um, so this turns into a chase, right? So then yeah. Kylie's chasing GPA because GPA is running around and they end up going to the back. And I'm going through, yes, the you curtain. Know, they go through the back, uh, through the curtain, into the back, and then mm-hmm. nobody knows what happens. Um, but in the ring is Shotzi and Eye Candy. I can't. I don't know what the move is called, and I'm not even gonna try to explain it. But I'll, it's just like a face buster of some sort. Yeah, I think it's called the the taste. 
Oh, it is. Yeah, that's what the that's mm-hmm. what the unicorn snuggled yeah. his ass. So that he looks was stiff, stiff as hell. Like even <laughs> when we were there, I was like, damn. Like, cause she, it looks like she just, you know, her face just landed on that mat. 100%. She didn't have her hands. Her hands were tucked behind her, so she didn't have her hands. It's like a full Nelson face buster almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like her hands were so they weren't tucked. They were, Shotzi's hands weren't above her head. They were tucked behind her back. Yeah. And she went up and just fell flat on her face. And yeah, it looked it looked painful. The crowd gasped when yeah, it happened because there's nothing there to break or fall, so it was very stiff. So then, Eye Candy gets the pin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the team of Eye Candy and GPA win. Yes. Uh, Kylie comes back. Is like, oh shit, what happened? I left my partner, making sure she's okay. And somehow, magically, GPA ends up in the other side of the Dude, Logan did, Square auditorium. Is there a door over there? Uh, there is not. So, unfortunately, you kind of get to see that on, uh, on Powerbomb. Oh. So, you see he... I don't know how he did it. He was super sneaky because we were even in that area where he had to go through, like, either in front of us or behind us. Because uh, he, he does a loop around. Which side? Um, if, coming through the curtain is the left side. Okay. So I think he comes back through the like uh, the bar area, maybe. Oh, okay, yeah. And he just goes straight onto that corner of the building. Okay. Uh, right before you go up on stage, and you see him there waiting, uh, oh. you know, because he was being sneaky and wanted to get you know an attack on Kylie from behind. Right. So so that's exactly what happens. Shotzi rolls out of the ring. Uh-huh. Kylie's you know like oh man I left my partner behind she's still kind of regretting that and then GPA comes out of nowhere from behind. Sneak attack. Gives her the honor roll. And yeah, but then he gets on the mic. Gets on the mic. Um, and, you know, he sets up what we thought or what I thought was going to be a loser leaves freelance. Where yes. he says that freelance is not big enough for the both of us. And I'm like, oh, shit, you know. Um, and I heard that uh, nerd, uh, incidental nerd from uh, Wrestling Talk Randomness and Randomness. Mm-hmm. His first reaction was turn around. He turned around and told Jeremy, "Oh, Kylie got signed at WWE. She's <laughs> leaving." Uh, but no. So you know, big swerve here. GPA says, "I'm leaving." I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. This town isn't, or the freelance is big enough for both of us, and I'm leaving. Yep. Instead of let's battle to see who leaves, and then he released a statement, right? Oh, he sure did. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna read this off really quick. He released a statement. It says, professional wrestling has a very real problem with abuse. It permeates throughout locker rooms and seeps down to the very fans themselves. No one is allowed to feel safe. Over the past year, no one has had to bear more abuse than I have, and the epicenter, great word, of that abuse has been freelance wrestling. What started as bitterness and unwarranted resentment in the locker room spread to the very audience that I've worked so hard for years to entertain. Both verbal and cyber abuse, hashtag beat up GPA, have not only been tolerated by freelance wrestling, but they have now attempted to monetize my suffering by allowing (laughs) the sale of T-shirts bearing the vile slogan, hashtag BWGPA. What wrestling needs now more than ever, it sounds like like the Dark Knight or something. What wrestling needs now more than ever is for strong individuals to stand up to the culture of systemic abuse that has been cultivated for decades, and I am declaring myself to be a pioneer in that revolution. There's so many big words in that sentence. As of today, I am no longer a member of the freelance roster. I cannot in good conscientiousness, I don't know how to pronounce that word, lend my name to such an unsavory and uncaring product. In time, I hope both the company 
and independent wrestling as a whole can clean up their act and become the respectable brand of entertainment I know they can be. And that was his statement. And that was his statement. So what what do you think comes of this, Chris? I, I have no idea, bro. I'm 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 excited because I feel like I'm gonna be surprised. I don't know where this is going. Uh, we might not see GPA maybe for you know a couple months in freelance, and then we'll we'll see them again. Yeah. Um, I just don't know where they could take us. So Jeremy, the real Jeremy Zaha, mm-hmm. had a fucking fantastic idea. He, yeah. And I'm gonna say this idea. So brace yourselves. The real Jeremy. Freelance. Zaha, please take notes. Please, if this could happen, <laughs> if this could happen. I might cry. Like, I might cry. and I might and just go to a large just so I could get a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is going to cut weight. Chris is going to cut weight for a BFGPA shirt, like a wrestler. Um, Jeremy said they should do a cage match. Yeah. And the reason why that's fucking a fantastic idea, not only because it's, it would But not be, just any typical or, or modern day cage match, right? Where... We were talking about a cage match which with no door escape. Yeah, with no door no, escape. With no pinfalls. No pinfalls. It's just over the top, like climb the cage and, and get out. Like that's your only way to win. Yes. Yeah, because the, mm-hmm. door, the door gimmick is shit. Yeah. Yes. A cage or a hell in a cell, but a cage I think would be good. Because I mean, you're not gonna get a hell in a cell at Logan, I don't think. I know? mean, I don't even know if a ca- I don't think even a cage is in the question, but I think that's reaching. But um, it, the fact that it, the reason why it's so cool is because, like, especially since that last match, the whole storyline was Kylie running away from GPA, and now like he can't run away in a cage, so they can. You mean do- GPA running away from Kylie? That's what I'm. Yeah, sorry, mm-hmm. sorry. Um, so they can't, and now it's like you can play up the story like. I finally got you where I want you. You can't escape, or if you're going to try to escape, tr- good luck climbing up there because it's going to be a hell of a climb, and I'm going to pull your ass down. This is what mm-hmm. Kylie would say. Yeah, and it just it would be it, we would get that like that final just climax of justification of Kylie Ray getting her hands on GPA, beating up GPA, and then. Um, as a rep- as like symbolism, like she escapes the cage though, and then she's done with him. Yeah. And then like she moves on to whatever's next. You so. have her gear evolved to whatever next level Pokemon. Yeah. So if she's gonna be a Pikachu, she needs to evolve. She needs to have Raichu gear. Raichu is the next evolution. Yeah. Of Pikachu, okay. Right? You might know that. I don't. And he, and, <laughs> and they evolve with a Thunderstone, so you're gonna have to find a Thunderstone. Oh yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. All right. we're, we're reaching now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're we're actually running pretty well in time. We're good. Um, All right. So yeah, like that definitely left us wanting more. And yes. And okay. So let me make a quick mention here. Yeah, you. Had, Val you, Capone. Okay. Who was who the ring a, announcer? Did a great job. Fantastic job on. As it a ring was announcer. what's so unique about her, is that her she voice. puts her voice is great, mm-hmm. but she puts feeling behind her announcing. Okay. Right. So like clearly like so this few this match is over, uh, GPA already beat up Kylie. He already says he's leaving freelance. She's not like, oh, you know, normally you'll get the, it's time for intermission, you know? Mm-hmm. She's like, all right, guys, you know, after that, let's just go to intermission, you know? <laughs> yeah, right? she's playing, she's, she's progressing the story. Exactly. Too. Right, right. Yeah, so I thought it was like, it was a nice little detail, but it was like, it was cool to, to see that it's different. It's not just another ring announcer. Yes. That's a very, very great point. Did you have, you want to had a note, right? Did you mention 
was that the note you wanted to mention when we brought up the GPA Kylie Ray feud and you had kind of a, did you have a qualm with anything or no? No, I think I got it all out. Do you think you got it all out? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so let's fly through this. Yeah. So real quick, just half. making, uh, make it, let me point out real quick that okay. for intermission, if you go to Powerbomb TV, remember uh, the promo code freelance. Powerbomb.tv. Uh, yes. Dot TV. Dot TV. Um, what we got in intermission was uh, a Beyond Wrestling match. Cool. Uh, Nick Cage versus Chuck Taylor. Oh, cool. And I had heard that this was a really good match. I didn't get a chance to kind of sit through it and watch it all. Okay. But it was like the start of it, it was pretty good. You so. were multitasking again? Yes, of course, <laughs> always. <laughs> Got to keep it moving. Nice. Um, all right. So coming back from intermission, it was, I have a note here that says Isaiah, Isaiah Velasquez versus Marcus Crane. Isaiah Velasquez versus Marcus Crane. This was not a promoted match. It was I'm, not. I'm glad it happened. Um, there, the spots that stuck out to me was there, there was a rail throw spot that almost knocked over the light, and everyone freaked out. <laughs> I thought the light was going to fall over. Uh, Marcus Crane threw a plastic table at Isaiah. So mm-hmm. it was like Isaiah was like trying to be the technical athletic wrestler that he is, and Marcus Crane was like, fuck it, we're going outside. This, being that's the wrestler that he being is. Being the wrestler that he is. Um, there was a bo- uh, back body drop on the stage. On the stage, bro. That, I mean, it's... Yeah, that's tough. It's tough. Uh, and then Isaiah has a really awesome combo where the guy's kneeling, he super kicks him in the face, and then he goes right into like his pedigree pile driver. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going to call it. Yeah, pedigree. Yeah, that's a good pedigree pile driver. Uh, so that was really it was oh, it was a match. It was a very good match to get you back into the swing of things. And Absolutely, it was, it was hardcore versus technical. Okay, Kobe Durst wrestled Simon Grimm. So Simon Grimm dominated most of the match to help build up Kobe Durst's comeback. Um, Simon Grimm, I've noticed, has a slower pace to his match. Maybe mm-hmm. that's just be, that, that's like a heel thing to do. It's just yeah. very slow. Um, and Kobe Durst ended up picking up the win with his jumping code breaker from the top rope. What I like here is that freelance wrestling didn't cop out. I think a cop out thing would have been to put Simon Grimm over because he could potentially come back and he potentially has more drawing power than a lot of people on the roster because he's been on TV. Yep. And But no, they said, Kobe Durst, you're picking up the victory. You're a loyal mid-carder, and someone is also working their way up. And, and boom. He is 3-0 in 2018 with Freelance. Oh, in 2018. In yes. 2018. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. Oh, cool. So another guy that's in the undefeated streak. Kobe Durst versus Corbin. Stevie they're, versus they're Corbin. They're all these streaks. It's going to just build up to a big scramble. <laughs> And somebody's going to lose. <laughs> Everybody's on a winning streak just gets put in a scramble match. Yeah. And then the winner the of that The ultimate is... or the greatest scramble of them all. <laughs> the greatest scramble match ever. Yeah. Um, in, in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Let's we're take going, it. You know, the the freelance title is an international title. It is. Um, next was the N-Words versus the Four Star Heroes. Uh, so the Four Star Heroes... Um, came out and thwarted at the N-words. Acid Jazz was trying to do his little pixie dust gimmick again. Mm-hmm. Got super kicked right in the mouth, spit that shit up in the air, and then the Force Mix has really trended it up a little bit. You think so? Yeah, he okay. definitely, like, I know he's been, you know, wearing the, the purple jacket, although he didn't wear it at a freelance, but he's been wearing the purple jacket, I think, since Mania Weekend. Yeah, it's sexy, and I think he found yeah. it at, like, a craft store or something. I have Cheap. no, I don't know the story behind yeah. the, the, the jacket, but... Uh, even so that the jacket the um, clean cut look now um, yeah he cut his hair he cut his hair uh-huh. he shaved uh, he you know he looks 
a little different. And if you, to me, his wrestling felt a little different as well. Okay. In a good way. Okay. And they finished it off with a 3D, which I thought was really yeah, cool. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, it's a good fan spot right there. Uh, so the four-star heroes retained yep. their freelance tag team championships. And that kind of, I don't know if that ends the feud with the N-word, so they're looking for people to feud with as well. You want a tag team, Charlie? Oh, um, no. <laughs> not, not I'm, still, like that. I'm still trying to just run the ropes, bro. That's, that's my goal. Hey, if, I mean... If I remember, like we still need to know how to get in the ring. Yes, <laughs> getting in the ring is difficult. Um, and then the main event was Ethan Page versus Eric Cannon versus Darren Corbin. What uh, turned out to be an elimination match. Yes, it was an elimination match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corbin, before the show, cut a promo on our friend Jeremy from the ECW crew not being <laughs> yeah, there. For not being there. That, I thought that was really funny. Um, and then the replica freelance belt was also on the line. Yeah. The replica freelance belt. So apparently that belt had been on sale for several months now. Okay. And, uh, oh, there's only one? Yeah, there's only one. <laughs> okay. One ever. It's unique. Uh, in PAC, uh, I think that the night before at Freelance Underground, uh, you know, ended up picking it. And he's like, fuck it, I'm going to buy it. And he just made sure, like, this is the only one that exists out there, right? <laughs> They're like, yes, take it away. <laughs> so, so, Wait, we need to tell PAC to bring that belt. Yeah. to the recording let's yeah for sure <laughs> um, and did everybody it's funny because everybody's taking titles uh, pictures with that title versus <laughs> they have the option to take with the other one but they want the toy one <laughs> so both belts were on the line and both belts made it uh yeah to the ring and they were both on the line so that means corbin has it now maybe yeah. Pac doesn't even have it now um what i've noticed is my court darren corbin what makes him great is not to discredit his in-ring ability because he had a, he has a really funny rain spot and he does a good RKO or what's called a ginger snap. All the little things that he does, Corbin, mm-hmm. is what makes him is what takes him to that level. Because you wouldn't think from what from from just seeing his in-ring ability. Although, like I said, he does the rain spot. He does some good stuff. But I wouldn't say he's the most athletic character on the roster. Mm-hmm. So what takes him to that like main event level is all the little things that he does. And yeah. I wanted to point out a few of those. Like, okay. a, of, uh, a few of those things are um, saying that he's the new heart and soul of freelance wrestling. Yeah. Because that's Shug D, mm-hmm. right? Uh, or used to be. And also when he like kicks out of a pin and everyone is like, oh, that was a quick two count. He's like laying on the ground selling, but flicking, but flicking the off the yeah, uh huh. So like, I just, there's two two little things that I just wanted to point out that I think Darren Corbin does really well that take him to that level of like he's a believable freelance world champion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the but that's that's I think a question that I uh, that I asked you while we were at the show is like when did he become a heel? Like, because I remember he when will, he had the, yeah. he, he had the 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 Shug D feud. The crowd was split. Like, yeah, he he earned himself, you know, the the opportunity for the title, and then yeah. Shug the, the you know couldn't show to the couldn't you know go to the show, so it was like two shows back to back where he just kind of like I'm waiting for my title shot, and he cut those great promos. Mm-hmm. The crowd was behind him. Shug D comes back. It was it was uh, then the crowd was split, but then it's like now he's wrestling and people are tr- turned on him. Like, yeah, well, what happened? I, well, I think I, I don't think he's was, as over confused. as Ethan Page. Okay, I think if it was just Eric Cannon and Corbin that people would cheer for, for Corbin. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think he's over as Ethan, Ethan Page, and I think that a reason well, even, why people even Cannon, like I think people love the PBR gimmick. People do love it. People mm-hmm. do love it. But 
I think as like a freelance world champion right now, I'd still want Corbin to win that match. Okay. I think it would it would be better for long term. That was just that's just me as a fan. Cool. Yeah. Um, but I and I think that the reason of Suge D like not showing was such a good strong reason to get on the Corbin bandwagon. So like potentially people have jumped off that bandwagon now. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I and also his uh, YouTube work. Have you seen his YouTube? No videos? snapped chat. Yeah. No, I haven't <laughs> seen any of those. I keep wanting. <laughs> they're to they're check funny them out. and okay. It's like you know he's interviewing himself. Pretty much. Okay. Uh, but it's it's cool. It's it's a, it's a fun watch. Okay. So yeah, check those out. Um, I remember when e- Ethan Page got rolled up to be the first eliminated. Like the crowd was like, "Fuck." Yeah, like, the it crowd, deflated a little bit. The crowd deflated a little bit, but then like I thought that the endings, I thought that the match didn't fall off. Just like right, yeah. You could tell that was the Ethan Page was the crowd's favorite in that match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was a really really good spot. We're, we're gonna call him Minnesota's destroyer. <laughs> because okay. uh-huh. because both guys are from Minnesota, uh-huh. uh, so Corbin does a jump off the second rope, Minnesota Destroyer into the Ginger Snap, which is an RKO yeah. for the t- for the victory and retains. So it'd be cool to see who he goes up against next. Did you have anyone else who's undefeated that you uh, wanted to read off? No, no, I don't have anybody else. So so okay. far it was Gringo Loco. Well, on a hot sh- on a. a- 2018, 2018 undefeated yeah. streak, I think. So Gringo was undefeated. Well, his undefeated thing came through um, the the scrambles. Okay. Right? So he's been undefeated in scrambles. Okay. Uh, I think, and I just closed my notebook, so I, I lost all my notes now. No, it's okay. But um, Kobe Durst was 3-0 in 2018. Mm-hmm. And who else? Do you remember who else I mentioned? No. There's somebody else in there. It's in your notebook somewhere, yeah. I think. But, um, um, so so yeah. potential com- number one contenders. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So who do you think? Who's who's the next one in line? So oh, Stevie. I think we we talked about Stevie. Stevie was three and zero also for the last show. Last three appearances, he's won them all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think I think Corbin beating Stevie would give Corbin a lot of heat. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like I think that would be a good one. And it's like Stevie's been there before. And he's yeah, having really uh, good but matches. I would like them to build it. I wouldn't like that to be the next opponent. Like yeah. build it, make something out of it. Like do something next show that's gonna lead me into that match for the following show. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, they might do like mm-hmm. a, maybe a tag match then. Yeah, try to set mm-hmm. something up. Maybe Corbin doesn't defend at the next one. Right. I don't know. We'll see. I wouldn't even mind Corbin just coming out and like cutting a promo. Yeah. Like no, no one's good enough for me right now, and yeah. all of those, you know, all you fans who were on the bandwagon, get off because this is my train and whatever. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, something, something like, that. like that. Or like use that screen that's on the stage and just have Corbin yeah. record something. Then it'll be really good. <laughs> Not that his Cor- promos, are right? Good. Yeah, um, yeah. The Minnesota Destroyer, the new heart and soul of freelance wrestling. The antidote. Darren Corbin retains um, and leaves with the replica title. Hopefully, Pat got it back. And that was freelance wrestling. Ghost of right now. Yeah. That was a good show, man. It was, it was a, good a really time. good show. It was yeah. fun. It was fun is a, is a word that's often associated, but it's like it's worthy. And, and what I always like seeing is like new people at indie shows, right? People that you know, like for example, you invited uh, Dan, Dan, and Dan invited somebody else, right? You know, I've been telling Alan to go to a freelance show. He finally made it out. Yeah, right? that's so true. That was know, like his first one mm-hmm. that we've seen him there, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was so cool. it's 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 cool. Like keep inviting people to these shows. Um, I have not seen anybody who said I haven't had a good time. So yeah, no, same. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's just a really good time. It's more of like just uh, it's more of like wrestling variety. Uh, like one of the things that we show. did say on our ride home is like, why did they start so late? 
Oh yeah, that's but, my one complaint. <laughs> right, and it, like, just my, an my thing is like, well, on Fridays, you know, I could understand why they start at nine, right? On on Friday when they run shows on Fridays, but this one was run on a Saturday. I yeah. think they could have started at eight. Yes, um, that's true. Just one hour earlier. But you know, regardless, because yeah, at some point I did feel like, oh shit, it's getting late. But, right. You know, regardless, the show was great. So if anything, that's the only, the only thing to nitpick at. But right. Um. Yeah. Good show. Good show. I think we're ready to go home then, right? All right. Um. Yeah. Let's go home and keep an uh, an eye out for our next um snack size episode which will uh mm-hmm. be regarding freelance on the ground the night before this show yes that, so yes and uh we'll have pack sleeveless pack pack mm-hmm. uh owner of the replica freelance title belt and he usually has a lot of good things to say yeah i'm um, interested to see his uh to hear his perspective on mm-hmm. on, on freelance underground the mm-hmm. show itself and both promotions because he's always there yeah that's true so cool all right for now uh check us out online TwoHeelsInTheFace.com, mm-hmm. uh, Instagram, Twitter, Two Heels in a Face. That's number two Heels in a Face. Yeah, if yeah, you yeah. have questions, want to submit any content to the website, shoot us an email over at Two Heels. No, info at Two Heels <laughs> and a Face Yeah, we've had some people send us some cool stuff that we're going to talk about. Like uh, someone sent us a really cool comic about wrestling. Yeah. So if you want to just submit anything well and if it's good shit right and it's for the purposes it's for the purposes of the product that you're promoting and not just to put yourself over then we'll talk about it on this podcast this positive cast the positive cast mm-hmm. and remember check out wrestling with unicorns.org please do our friends check them out check out their clips um, clips clips <laughs> clips and on may 11th uh you know join us at warriorwrestling.net yeah. get your tickets uh fan fest will be there Pick out a question out of the buffet line and join the pod. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, hashtag PushPaco, hashtag BWGPA. And uh, I think that's it, right? That's it.